0: Utah just made a massive addition to their staff on the offensive side of the ball. Let's discuss on today's Locked On Youths. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We're available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you like and subscribe. Love interacting with all of you on the YouTube comments as well as on social media where you can follow our show at Locked On Utes on X. Today's episode of Locked On Utes is brought to you by our great friends at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be... 100% 100% certain that with LinkedIn, you know you're getting the best deal and finding the best qualified candidates. That's why LinkedIn jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. All caps, no spaces, locked on college. Terms and conditions do apply. My name is JT Wister, so former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. I still can't believe that we are one day removed from an unreal Super Bowl. And congrats to Alex Whittingham for getting another Super Bowl going back to back with the Chiefs. That was man, an incredible Super Bowl. Would love to hear your guys' thoughts below. And we'll talk a little bit more on the about the Super Bowl and just what the end of the football season, because the Super Bowl, of course, is the final conclusion of football for the 23-24 season. Talk about what that means in a moment, but First, do just want to talk about a massive thing that Utah was able to do last week, and that is a big hire they made to their offensive side of the ball. Nathan Baird of thecleveland.com reported that Utah is adding former Ohio State quarterback coach Corey Dennison to their staff. And this is a fantastic get, as Michelle Bodkin of KSL Sports, who will be joining the show actually tomorrow, highlights and provides the context that he was their quarterback coach there and Bill O'Brien, well, actually, this is where everything's become crazy, right? Because at one point, this was Bill O'Brien becoming the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Bill O'Brien's now at Ohio State, so now we have former Big Ten coach and PEC 12 obviously was didn't even get a chance to be a Big Ten coach, but just UCLA Chip Kelly going from UCLA to Ohio State, like it is that's crazy, and that's something we're also going to be discussing on this week's Locked On Utes, but. Just have to start with, uh, once again, what this hire means in particular for Utah because he did not get – once again, it's not like, hey, Corey Dennison didn't do a good enough job. It's like we're adding Bill O'Brien. And when you say, well, you're adding Bill O'Brien, we're adding a guy who's won playoff games, had a lot of successful seasons with the Houston Texans, and I and, and has worked with Tom Brady. He's done a lot of good things. Like this is Bill O'Brien. I and mean, He's not a perfect head coach. He shouldn't have been the GM at the same time in my opinion, but he did some really good things as a head coach, and he's a really good offensive mind. I'm not putting the blame on what happened on the Patriots on him. So this wasn't an indictment on Dennison not getting the job. In fact, they wanted to keep him on the staff and just move him to another role. But as Michelle Bakken once again, at Castle Sports pointed out, it was actually he didn't want to move on a different role. Instead, he opted not to renew his contract and look for another opportunity. And he decides to come to Utah. So why is this significant? Number one, this is a guy who's done a great job as a quarterback's coach, helping and developing quarterbacks to be the best version of themselves. Who has he worked with? He's worked with Justin Fields. He worked with CJ Stroud and he worked with Kyle McCord this last year. I know McCord was not great at Ohio state, but I'll say this. They had one loss to a really good Michigan team and that was it. So I I think any Utah fan would take that. Right. And I think anytime you talk about a quarterback coach, yes, obviously the offensive coordinator spends a ton of time with the quarterback too, but the quarterback coach, Spends even that. Every situation is different, but you know, he spent a lot of time too. So he's helping working with and doing his best to help CJ's guys like a CJ Stroud become the NFL sensation. He just became his first year in the league. So I absolutely love this hire. And anytime I can get anyone from Ohio state to come over and be, involved in my offense, and I mean, even Ohio State in general, right, with their recent track record of success, I'm going to be over the moon about it, because let's talk about Ohio State's recent track record for quarterbacks. I understand, Kyle McCord did not go that well, but whether it's CJ Stroud, Justin Fields going all the way back to Dwayne Haskins, uh, rest in peace to Dwayne, but that is just a group of transcendent and fantastic quarterbacks, and especially Stroud. As I mentioned, with what he's doing in the NFL, I mean, even Fields made a national championship, right? That was when Dennis was not the quarterback coach; he was just on the staff, I believe. Or actually, that might, his last year might have been when they made the uh, the CFP. So I could be off, or the national championship game. So I could be off on that. But once again, I think this is a tremendous hire because of the experience he can come in and ha- not just help Cam Rising, but what this move really gets me excited for is like working with the Isaac Wilsons of the world. Like that's where I think this would be great to have this guy, like off to the side as Cam's doing his thing, like telling him what to do because he's not coming to Utah to be Utah's quarterback coach. He's coming over as an offensive analyst. Like Think what all those, you know, whenever a head coach gets fired, like they go over and join Nick Saban's staff, like that's what the equivalent of this is just being on the staff in the room, like talking over all the different things, just offering your input and insight. We see people do this all the time. that have a wealth of experience and knowledge, and that's where I think he will bring that wealth and experience of knowledge that he's seen from some of the best college quarterbacks in recent memory over to Utah, which is fantastic, not just for 2024, but for beyond, even if he doesn't stick. At Utah for a while, but I do think this is a guy that has a chance in the near future to go on and be an offensive coordinator somewhere. And I think it's probably just because of how late it is in the style that he wants to be an offensive analyst at Utah. Who knows, maybe next year they'd make him the quarterback coach or he's going off to somewhere else. A lot of things of that nature still up in the air, but I will say again, this is a big hire to me because of that experience and just another guy who can maybe help Cam's game grow a little bit, but much more. So it's about just the future of the quarterback position at Utah. And I I think that he is going to immensely boost Utah's offense in the long run, because he's a guy who knows what it takes for the modern quarterback to be a game changer. And Andy Ludwig does too, as much as hate and random crap that he gets, when Andy Ludwig's had his guy going into the season or for most of the year, right? Cause yes, at first we thought it was Charlie Brewer, but then they made the switch to cam. When we saw what happened and we've seen what cams done. We've seen what Tyler Huntley's done under this offense too. So you got to give a ton of credit to Andy Ludwig and the offense. He's crafted and created this offense does not need Dennis to come in and do an overall, but, Always nice to have an experienced voice in there who has experience winning at the highest level, just short of a national championship, didn't win that at Ohio State, but making the national championship game. I mean, that's, that's where it's incredible. So I, I think this is a great move for Utah. I'm glad they could bring him over here. And he actually does have a little bit of an interesting Utah connection, as Michelle Vodkin does a good job pointing out. He is the son-in-law of a former Utah head coach, Urban Meyer, who, of course, was here um after coming over from florida then you or excuse me utah then florida then ohio state so he has some utah ties there too but dennis would be a great addition, working with the quarterbacks adding his wealth of offensive knowledge he gained from learning from ryan day who was just if you're asking me top three offensive minds in college football. I'm sure I could be missing one, but like Lincoln Riley, Ryan Day. I mean, literally like Ryan Day might be one or two for me. Like I know Ryan Day gets crap and it's like, oh, he should get fired. He can't beat Michigan. I don't care. He's, he's transcendent. He's fantastic. And give Michigan a lot of credit for beating them as they did because Ryan Day also did beat Michigan back a couple of years ago. So... Once again, monster hire for the University of Utah here. I am excited to see how Dennis's role with the staff kind of grows and continues to evolve, and it's something we're going to be tracking, not just the development of the quarterbacks, but how his title maybe changes with the staff in years to come going forward. So that was the big news in addition there, and it's crazy how wild the offseason has been. But, of course, not everyone in the world of football was onto the offseason quite yet because – with the end of this of the NFL season means the end of the 2023-24 football season. And I want to talk about what we remember most about this football season in general, especially as Utah fans. I want to dive into all of that with each of you in one moment. But first, I want to talk to you all a little bit more about one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked On Utes. It's our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs is so easy to use. You can log on right away, get started, and there are tons of great candidates ready to get to work for you. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you Access to professionals you can find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy. In fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. 2.5 small businesses use LinkedIn right now. And if you want to join in on, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. All caps, no spaces. Once again, LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Staying on the topic of football, as we normally do on Lockdown YouTube, We are going to close with some men's basketball talk. What a crazy weekend they had. But first, want to talk about the 23-24 football season coming to a close. Once again, shout out to Alex Whittingham for being a Super Bowl champion yet again now. It's awesome to see what him and the Chiefs continue to do and just when i think of like i said super bowl over now it was a heck of a game and now with that it, we will not see an nfl or collegiate game until early august that's a long time away from now and it makes me sad to say too but when i look back on this season i think what we remembered most we've talked about this before from a utah perspective it has to be like what could have been if cam got back healthy if brant was healthy and let's even go like what if Mekhi Bernard doesn't get hurt and miss most of the season? What if Jaquin and Jackson could have stayed healthy the whole year? Like some of these things, you're just not going to have all of them go your way. But, you know, Lander Barton, guys like Samote, and O'Connor O'Toole missing so much time earlier in the year, too. Like just so many injuries that Utah suffered and sustained that really just derailed their season. I, I, the way this Utah team got hit by the injury bug is unlike anything I can recall in recent memory in college football personally. So just unreal to see it all uh, play out this way. But good looking at the season in totality for Utah, it would be the missed opportunities. I think you can also look at it and say, like, you know, for positives, some fun moments, right? Like the game against USC. Utah's 3-0 against Caleb Williams. And, like, I think Caleb Williams can go on to be one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen at the NFL level. I understand That is a crazy statement coming out of my mouth. I know that. But, like, when I just watch him play, I think he's tremendous. And Utah was able to beat him all three times they played him. That's wild. So, like, that's something that bears mentioning. This season was a reminder of what a great coach that Kyle Whittingham is to me, and we all know how good he is, I mean, he won back-to-back Pac-12 champs, but the fact that like, you can have as many injuries as Utah had and still get to eight wins, I just don't know many other coaches in college football who have a team in place and a culture in place to be able to accomplish such a transcendent feat. So that was incredible to me. Seeing guys like Logan Fano break out, the growth of a guy like Alander Barton before his injury, the monster season that Jonah Ellis had, getting to see Bryson Barnes have a few more crazy games. And I know that it didn't end great, but that was not the Bryson we saw all year. He made a number of huge plays. Utah only beat, almost beat Washington, let's not forget, too. And, yes, they had some losses, but so many just sensational moments from the Utah football team and program. And I think when also looking back on this season, it's just crazy to think that it was the final of the Pac-12. I mean, all the memories that Utah's made, whether it is the Pac-12 championship. At first it was births, and now for Utah – Coming in and then winning the back to back before you know this year didn't go their way, but they've just become they rose Utah rose to prominence in the Pac-12, and the the promise they're in now and the immense successful period they're enjoying, and the 23-24 season was the last we've seen of Utah in the Pac-12. It was the end. It was truly the end of an era for Utah and obviously for college football, going from five power conferences now to four. And so many great things happened for this Utah team over their course in the Pac 12. I mentioned the conference championships, but just the recruiting bump, you know, we've seen Kyle Whittingham evolve and be able to take this group and this team to the next level is another example too. So just so tremendously thankful for the opportunity that Utah got during their time in the Pac-12 because it helped them grow into and be the better programmer themselves. And it's just, it was the end of an era, as I said, this final season. And I know it didn't go Utah's way, but lots of positives still to take. I mean, well, how about the Florida game, right? Like one like that, where I can remember back in August and so long ago, all the crazy crap that Gator fans were talking in the comments and just in general, like basically the equivalent of like we're SEC, you're, Pac-12 like we're going to roll in your house and smoke you and instead Utah was able to grill up some Gator and it was just fantastic to watch it play out like the fun moments whether it was Bryson Barnes literally the play of the season for Utah was on the first play of their entire season when Bryson found Money Parks in that memorable fashion just watching the Utah defense obliterate Graham Mertz and that Gators offense watching Nate Johnson have some fun and special runs and then you go like to the Baylor game after that right where it's like this game where how are you going to find a way to win? And Utah is able to do it. Actually, it might have been the Weber State game, then the Baylor game, or I could be off. No, it was the Baylor game, then Weber State. So Baylor game, right? The Nate Johnson game. Like that's where Bryson really struggled that game. And Utah needed Nate Johnson, and he made the plays for them late in impressive fashion. Also saw some fun Mikey Matthews moments in there that now he's off uh, back to Cal. But and then as we highlighted too, going to Weber State, there's not much memorable there. How about the UCLA game? I mean, I will never forget, Sitting in the stands, and I was lucky. Karene Reed's interception—it came right at me. The first play of the game, he picked off Dante Moore and brought it right to the house. Just this Utah defense—the level they played at—one of the best front sevens in college football, and thus one of the best rushing defenses in college football. A top five run defensive unit, too. Seeing Cole Bishop and Sione Vaki. Oh, we got to talk about some Sione Vaki in a second, and some of the memorable moments and plays that he made. But watching the high level this Utah defense played at—the secondary was stout. Yes, they give up a big player to Zamaya Vaughn. Uh, JT Broughton, a Teo Johnson, also looking at a miles battle. But like overall, that group was really good. And a large part of the reason the Utah defense was really good too. We mentioned the UCLA game. Obviously the Oregon State game did not go Utah's way, but so many games like the Arizona State game, just the definition of domination, like a Jonah Ellis rushing off the edge, you know, seeing seeing Sioni Baki this season, that's a guy where the special plays he made, obviously the highlight of Utah's season, in my opinion, was the UCLA game. I mean, the USC game, excuse me, getting that monumental win over the Trojan that Had a lot of aspirations, whether it was the big scrambles by Bryson or all the plays that Sione Vaca made. I think he had like 150 yards from scrimmage, and we got a taste for that against Cal. I think the Cal game was before. I could be off on that. But to see him really explode on such a huge stage against USC, making plays not just as a running back but as a receiving back as well, was tremendous. And he has won some of the cuts in the plays he made. Like you can see why he has a bright NFL future. It's Vaki, to me. Just the athleticism is so rare. The speed, the change of direction, the burst, the quickness. I'm a huge fan of him and a huge fan of how Utah got to use him. You know, Utah got their first win of, of what we – could expect to continue to be many over coach prime and Colorado. And that was another memorable way to end the season. I know the Northwestern game did not go their way. How about keeping close with a team like Washington? Like that's where you just got to tip your cap to Utah that on the road, they went into Husky stadium and had the ball with a chance to win on the final drive. Just more tremendous stuff from this Utah football team. They earned the right to host college game day this past season. And I know it did not go well against Oregon, but still earning that right was something you can't forget but so many ups even in the midst of a season filled with so many downs was the 2023-24 season for Utah football. Their final in the Pac-12. It featured them being led by a pig farmer. Just crazy. That's what it really was for Utah and such a blast to follow along. And as you all know, we are well diving into and already previewing what is to be sure to be a memorable 2024-2025 Utah football season. And I included the 25 in there for Utah. I didn't just say the 2024. I'll say the 2025 season too because, you know, 12-team playoff, all these new adjustments and changes, you never know. Maybe Utah could be playing in 2025 in January. Crazier things have happened, right? So something to keep an eye on and see. And uh, speaking of crazy things, let's talk about what a wild weekend it was for the Utah men's basketball team. Unfortunately, two crushing losses, but – Just unreal games that we have to break down in one moment. But first, I want to talk to you all about our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Yes, the NFL season may be in the books, but the NBA season is heating up. This is when it's really coming down to it. Playoff spots, so much on the line, and FanDuel is your place to go because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. It's $150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. This is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, capital O, no spaces, and shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official sports partner of the NBA. And speaking of the NBA, so many great action – action games in action as we get closer to the all-star break are the Lakers going to be able to keep some of that momentum will LeBron keep his impressive season and play up can Steph Curry how hot has he been as of late is there a fun team obviously we all know the Jazz and their ability to just continue to find games to win games in large part of credit to Will Hardy and the staff, the Danny, the group, the the roster that Danny Ainge has assembled, so many talented players too, like a Jordan Clarkson, a markin and a Colin Sexton, lots of guys who are capable of going off for of Utah. If you want all things NBA, head over to FanDuel Sportsbook today. Speaking of basketball, let's close it out with the Utah men's basketball team. First, oh, my gosh, it just hurt. I know i got to talk about it. It's going to hurt, but we have to. I mean, the Arizona game is just absolute insanity. Whether you're talking about Utah struggling in the first half, right? Arizona outscores them 41 to 25 in the first half, but then Utah comes out in the second half with a vengeance. 51 to 35, they outscore Arizona in the second half to be able to force overtime. And unfortunately, Utah would fall in OP 29 to 23. They would get outscored in overtime. And that is when we would then see the Wildcats take it. But that's a top 10 Wildcats team. And Utah actually beat them in Salt Lake last year. So crazy to think they almost had two top 10 upsets in back-to-back season against the same team. And when talking about this Utah men's basketball team, you can look at guys who stepped up in this game like a Brandon Carlson who had 27 points, 11 for 19 from the field to 15 rebounds, just a monster game from him. Davon Smith getting another triple-double like he does. Gabe Madsen with some hot shooting in the second half. And credit to the Wildcats for hanging on tough and winning late Utah. So close to being the victors in this one. But, you know, credit Pele Larson. I mean, having a, a monster game that we saw to him too. And if Utah had started this game better, definitely feels like they would have ended up being the victors. But, unfortunately, it was not the case. And one thing Utah has to do is shoot free throws better. We're going to talk about how free throws was a, were an issue for them in the second game. But if you look at it against Arizona, Arizona was 24 from 32 at the line. Utah was 10 of 21. Back-to-back games this weekend, Utah was under 50%. At the free throw line, inexcusable and absolutely has to change. Also, that was not the only game that Utah unfortunately lost as they did fall to Arizona. That made the Arizona State game a must win. Arizona State had actually lost their last five. And unfortunately, Utah wasn't able to win that one either. They actually led at the half in this one, 42 to But Then they were the ones who got outscored in the second half. Losing the second half, 45 to 35, as they lost 85 to 77. So many chances late in this one. I know Brandon Carlson missed a late three. Obviously, not the reason Utah lost, but just where there were just several missed moments and shots and crazy shots by the Sun Devils that led to this one being a loss for Utah. You know, Brandon Carlson, another huge game. He had 25 points, 11 rebounds, back-to-back double doubles for him but you needed more from the other guys if you're utah right whether it is a day of on smith not scoring in this one you know both madsen and badgerman you know 11 and 12 respectively but no one else really going off no one for utah even equipped 13 points outside of carlson they needed the other guys to step up have a moment shout out to brandon carlson though for becoming utah's all-time leader in blocks in program history Trends, tremendous honor for him one of the best bigs we've ever seen come through salt lake city And his longevity with Utah has been impressive. Yes, in part because of the COVID year, but he's made the most of it and made the plays. But, you know, credit Bobby Hurley and the Sun Devils for getting a win that Utah should have had. And once again, I said I was going to bring up free throws. Arizona State, 11 for 15. Utah, 6 for 13. How do you shoot under 50% in back-to-back games at home? That's crazy to me and really disappointing. Two really tough losses for Utah. And some, we already said the Arizona state game felt must win. You got to get some upsets the rest of the season. Utah is going to be favored against in their road trip to California, which is crazy to me, but USC and UCLA, both struggling tremendously. And you got the return. You get, Three straight road games for Utah because then you'll take on Colorado the following week. But some big tests ahead for the Utah men's basketball team. We still got to talk about the women's basketball team, Utah gymnastics, and all the craziness that comes in the college football offseason. Even though football is over for the 23-24 season, there really is no offseason. So make sure you keep it at Locked On News as we will continue to break everything down. And we look forward to talking all things Utah athletics with you once again tomorrow. We'll see you then.